is Mark Messier, and you're listening to Blue Shirt Underground Show, the number one Rangers podcast. Make sure you tune in and find out all the latest news. Let's go, Rangers. Good evening, everybody. Happy New Year. You're watching the Blue Shirt Underground show. Today is Wednesday. It is January 3rd of the year 2024. My name is Jim, and as always, I'm joined by the one and only Eddie Geik. Eddie, good evening. Happy New Year. Happy oh, New Year, my boy. <laughs> Happy New Year, my friend. Happy New Year, my friends at home and abroad. Which broad? Uh, you know, uh, you got your several people abroad. They're abroad. Oh. In other countries, we got people in, uh, what do we got? Portugal, Spain, Sweden, Finland, Oslo. I don't know. Ireland, UK. Yeah, we got, got them all, Dr. Man. B in the Philippines. We're international. International, baby. Right. Canada, if that counts. Does Canada count? If we have some time later on and run out of hockey to talk about, I, I feel like I want to go on a love boat rant. Very current issue. Right. <laughs> Are you going to complain that Gabe Kaplan didn't get enough uh, star? Uh, no, enough I, have star a whole, I, have, I have a big issue with this show. <laughs> All right. I, I, I watch them to go to sleep because they're so they're terrible, terribly written. I've seen better stories on a Burger King placemat with the freaking crayons. And anyway, <laughs> so uh, hey, we lost. We got fucking trounced. We've lost two out of three, Ojo. Oh no, two out of three. Well, they got eviscerated last night. Yeah, last night was, was worst this- loss of the season. Yeah, but you know what? I feel like every time they lose, we say it's the worst loss of the season. This team only this team doesn't doesn't usually lose close. They put up shit shows. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> they come out and and although the storyline was a little bit different in this one, the score reflected 
a trouncing, although was it really a trouncing or is, you know, I, I have to admit, I did not watch the third period. I got caught up in something else. So I had Jim fill me in. Oh, you missed the thriller. Well, you gave me a, a like I had, you kind of put the, a lot of the blame on Igor. I wonder how. Uh, well, he, he definitely feel. deserves his share of the blame. Look, we spent years, years fighting the masses when 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 Hank wasn't good, and there were nights where he wasn't good. And when he wasn't good, we said so, much to the chagrin of a lot of this fan base. How could you say that? How could you do this? It's terrible. We've had people quit our group. When we've said Hank wasn't good. Good, I'm glad. I, what? I see Diane saying Igor sucked. Okay, I like it. Paul what? saying he was garbage. This is this is what we, we don't play around. With tough love here. Igor was bad last night. He wasn't alone. I mean, at times he was alone. Because the defense hung him out to dry. But, but he, he was bad last night. He was bad. What did he give him, five goals on 15 shots or something? I believe it was five goals on 18 shots at one point. That's no excuse, Phil. I don't care how bad your defense is. I I, I seem to remember I made a comment in the group last night that, uh, oh, you lasted all the way to 2 nothing, huh, Costa? Oh, you trooper, Costa. Really maturing. You're really growing. You're growing right before our eyes. I seem to remember making a comment last night in our group thread that it was four goals on 17 shots and the very next shot went in, and that made it five goals on 18 shots. So it wasn't, no, he wasn't good. He wasn't. He wasn't. And, you know. I don't, I, I, I don't I, you know, I, I don't understand why when this team, I mean, I guess, it, I guess it doesn't matter because a loss is a loss, but. Boy, when this team loses, I mean, they lose often, but when they do, it's, it's Marik horrific. Yes, <laughs> cataclysmic it's, even. I mean, it's it really is. I mean, now they lost to Florida the other night, four three, in what was a in what was a close game. I thought it was a really good game. Uh, you know that was okay. That was a close oh, game. Uh, it's a close loss. I mean, you you could take those. I mean, you know, you got to lose sometime. But you know, I mean. They lost four nothing to the Caps. They lost seven to three to to uh, Toronto. The they lost uh, four to three to the Oilers, but that was a that was not indicative of that game. Uh, they lost uh, what was the other? They lost six to three to the Stars. That was a bad loss. The five one to the Sabers. That was a bad loss. Mm-hmm. The uh, 4-1 loss to the Preds early in the season, that was a bad loss. Edmonton? Uh, yeah. Well, came back with a couple, like, garbage goals in that Wasn't game. that the one? Did I just? Did I just? Oh, you may it? have said that. I, I, thought I, I thought I mentioned that one. Uh, the 6-2 loss to, to Ottawa. I mean, some of these losses have just been I, – I, I think, if, if I'm not mistaken, I think they've only lost two games by one goal. Everything else has been two, three, four – Nine goals. Well, I mean, let me ask you: Is this a is, a, is this a, a trend? Is it is a reason for concern to you and and the fans listening at home and listening I, in their cars? I don't know. I because they lose these games, they play so badly, and then the next night or the next game, 
they bounce back and usually play a very tight game. But I and worry. It, I mean, but I'll tell you, tomorrow night Chicago. I mean, they're the worst team in the league. Or they better run rough shot over them. Uh, yeah, I mean, everybody no fucking around tomorrow night. You know, oh Joe, I don't want to hear it. Oh Joe, Jared Tenardi. You know, they lost. I mean, they lost the cat. They lost to the Caps four nothing, which was a horrible game. And the next night they came out and played lights out against the Kings and beat them four to one. They lost that game to the Oilers and then came back the next night. And they weren't great in that game against Buffalo, but they did pull it out in overtime. The um, hang on, uh, there we go. We'll be back to November. The uh, where am I looking here? The six-three loss to Dallas, which was a bad loss. Then they came back and beat Pittsburgh one nothing, which you know that was the night Quick stood on his head. Right. They lost five to one to Buffalo, and then came back and played a decent game, not a great game, but a decent game against Detroit and beat them three to two. So they have shown the ability to come back from these really horrible losses, but is that what it takes? I mean, is this good? Is that going to be the identity of this team that once a week or once every four or five games they need to get their asses handed to them? I mean, I guess if you know if they're only going to lose once every four games, well, they're going to wind up pretty good, right? I mean, just, right. But, I know, but it, it, there's got to be. Uh, <clears throat> I, I, I doubt any of the beat reporters will ask this question, or maybe they will now after they heard us. Ask the coach, is this a, is a something to be concerned about, that your team – although last night, I mean, you give up 18 shots. You got to win the game, folks. I don't care. I mean, the goalie's got – goalie's got to take that loss on his shoulders. I don't care how bad the defense is. I don't care how bad Braden Schneider's playing right now. And, or, you know, this is a guy who plays, you know, they got to win. And these early, getting down early and giving up goals early and late in periods, this is uh, stuff that I've seen on the other coaches as well. Is, is this becoming a bugaboo as well? And I, I really didn't love, I didn't appreciate the officiating yet last night, but still. To, to Chris's point, Yes, they did give up two empty net goals in that Dallas game, but that was after they gave up four consecutive goals to start the third period, if I remember that correctly. Uh, hold on. Yeah, five, they had given up five straight goals that game, one towards the end of the second period, and then four quick ones in the to start the third period. And then pull, uh, three quick ones, and then pulled the goaltender with about five minutes to go and gave up two empty net goals. It still was not a great game. After they were up 2 nothing in that game, they completely fell apart. Well, I think Again, the great Sean McCaffrey, the great Sean McCaffrey I mean, uh, if you want to put up his comment, I think it's, it's valid. I mean, I think, uh, I think that could be a little of a holiday hangover. I mean, I got to tell you the truth, just myself. And I'm sure everybody out there, uh, this stuff gets insane, man. And you know me, I forget dates and things to do on a daily basis. Throw in the holidays. I don't know what day it is. I don't, you know, I'm walking around thinking it's a Tuesday and it's Sunday and there's football on. Uh, I don't know what's going on. Well, they came back after Christmas and played a great game against the Caps. 
But then you got New Year's. Yeah, but all these guys are married with kids now. I would think Christmas would be more uh, more taxing on these guys than New Year's. I think it all blends together with the families and all this stuff. I don't know. It, it's tough to pinpoint. I mean, I know I understand that the Rangers are going to lose. All right, this is just not. But I'm trying to. And I had to go to work yesterday, and I did a damn great job at work. You, of course, you started the New, New Year. Year. I rallied. You rallied. You did. You know, it's job. not like these guys are playing at five o'clock in the morning either. You know, they got all day to sleep it off. Well, yeah, I understand that, but they, <laughs> yeah, they, they, they're younger than us. Maybe they, they're not experienced. Today's athletes, not like we were. Well, we weren't athletes, but not the fine, not the finely conditioned. Nah, we used to bounce back from drinking and doing stuff, and you know. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Bill Chadwick is here. But Bill's back. We love it. it Big news today, though. Big news today. What happened? The, the Othman prophecy cometh. Yeah, I heard about this. Brennan it, Othman. It took longer than I thought it would. I was just uh, starting to like Tyler Potluck, but he, apparently he's injured, right? He left the game or something, you told me? Day to day. He left the game last night, and Benito left the game last night. But I, I didn't hear anything about Benito today, but I guess Potluck is day to day. So up comes Othman. Now, whether or not Othman is going to get the Edstrom treatment and get sent up and sent back <laughs> and brought up and sent back. I mean, I think Edstrom's been called up three times. He's played one game. I know. I mean, this guy's got to rent a car. He doesn't have a lot of room in that car. He's a tall fella. Othman, you know, Othman, give him all of Johnny Brodstinsky's ice time. You called it. I got to tell you. It's enough. It's enough. The it's guy. enough. He doesn't do anything. He's a, he's a fine two-game no. fill-in player. Yes. He's fine. He's not going to kill you, but he's not going to he's not going to wow you. Again. There's a reason why the man is 30 years old and has played 100 NHL games. There's a reason for it. And that's fine. The world needs ditch diggers, too. The world needs AHL, career AHL. The world needs PC LeBreeze, too. Johnny Brustinski. His expiration date has run out. Like, I've seen enough. I know what I'm getting. He's not adding anything. Bring up a fresh guy. Like, you know. You could rotate him. It's not like uh, he's not going to clear waivers coming back or with whatever. Just, you know, bring a fresh face in there. Let's inject some fresh legs. Let's get him in there. Let's get him on the – get him those Brodzinski minutes. You know, let's get a new look. Johnny Brodzinski, the puck never goes in ski. Right. <laughs> right. Joe's uh, been telling me for a month what a great shooter he is. The guy's got one goal. Or, or one or two two goals. Yeah. He's a great shooter in the minor leagues. Uh, yeah. Brendan Othman, in case you were wondering, as we were, has nine goals and 14 assists, which gives him 23 points on the season for your Hartford Wolfpack. How many uh, How many games? Uh, that is in uh, 28 games. That's not Whoa. That's not too bad. He has a minus six, but, we, but that doesn't matter. All it matters if he's a plus. Uh, I'm going to say something here because I just saw his name pop up in the chat. Michael Lakeham, last week, last you we joined you guys, I took to task Mr. Michael Lakeham on uh, Alexei Lafreniere 
entering the zone. And I think I was a little too harsh with Mike because I said I promised him that I would watch. And you know what? Mike was right. This guy is very proficient at gaining the zone. And he's also starting to rack up some points, Sam. You put the you put the guy spotlight on him, and now you see things differently. Because I'm always love open it. to being enlightened about things I don't see. I don't know everything. So he was right, and and Lafreniere has picked up his play. Yeah, and rightly so because that line is was on fire. I think Panarin picked up a point last night. Um, so, uh, I have to say that, uh, I have to say I was a little enlightened. So, uh, so there you go. Uh, uh, uh Brendan Othman had gone seven games without a goal, uh-oh. but he did have, but he did have five assists in that time. So he is, he is getting on the score sheet. That's is, this is first he, year a pro, man. That's fine. He, he is getting shots on goal, so we're, we're not gonna we're not gonna worry about it. He's he's here. He's amongst the brethren now. He's one of us, and he'll take minutes from Johnny Brodstinsky. I found uh, Bill Bill Chavik is making me laugh. Calling cocaine fun dip. I've never heard it referred to that. If you made that up, that is an incredible. Incredible feat. Uh, Margaret Hurley is saying that uh, the Rangers failed to score in the power play. Yes. Do they only have two power plays? I, I don't know. And yes, that and the goaltending was stinky. Fun but, dip. You know, Carolina is a, is a very good penalty kill team, as we were constantly reminded last night. Oh, Joe. So there are some nights where you're just going to have to score five on five. And the Rangers as a team right now are, I believe, a plus one on the season, five, five, five on five. This was the story last year, wasn't it, or the last couple years? Since 2002. <laughs> no. <I don't. laughs> are they just a super skilled team? I mean, what's the deal? Well, I I am sure uh, Sean's referring to Tony Khan. I think Tony Khan man probably is indulging a mega fun dip with some of the decisions he makes. I don't know who that is. Is that the AEW owner or something yes. like that? Is that Tony who that is? Khan man. Okay. His father owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, he's, he's the son of a billionaire. Who, Genghis Khan's son. Yes, Genghis Khan's son, who dad gives plenty of money so he could play with his wrestling toys in a real league a real organization anyway i digress uh five on five is is oh yeah we'll save that for the wrestling party he, he, he's a nice guy but he's a mark he's a total goof anyway uh so yeah, so I don't know if there's reason for concern with these warning signs. I know we're all looking forward to the playoffs this year. I think the playoff uh, um, the playoff odds came out. Or there was something with the Stanley Cup odds for the Rangers making the Stanley Cup or something like that. Uh, so it is uh, – it's – 
Oranges are up there. They're, uh, they're getting uh, they're getting a lot of heat. They're becoming the darlings, but we're all trying to the. Uh, okay, so if you're if you're a pl- I I don't gamble, so if you're a plus if if you're a plus seven fifty, the lower that number, that you're you're more the favorite, correct? Because that means that. That's how much you would win on a certain bet. So if the number is lower, that means you're you're more the favorite, right? The Rangers are a plus eleven hundred, plus eleven hundred, and the Av- the Avalanche are a plus seven fifty. So that would make the Avalanche the favorite, correct? Right. Okay. See, I was better when they showed you the odds, not these. You know, you tell me five to two or six to one. That I can understand. There was a graphic that came out I saw in the underground. Okay, so the the Stars, the Bruins, the Maple Leafs, the Golden Knights, the Hurricanes, and the Rangers are all plus 100. The Avalanche, I guess, if, if, if I'm understanding this correctly, are currently the favorite. That is per FanDuel. Oh. That is per the black guy in the sweater. Oh. Remind me, guys, I have a Georgiev rookie card. That's one out of a hundred from upper deck. Please, somebody remind me to put that on sale before he becomes a total loser. He had a meltdown the other night. Did you see that? Yeah, he went crazy with his stick and banging shit. Yes. Ah. That's a shame. That's a shame. But Tony D was the bad guy. Remember that. Right. <laughs> uh so I just worry that maybe one of these things is gonna be a bugaboo in the playoffs. Well, you know, but well, they they they, they got to find they got to find another player or another forward or two, and maybe Othman's one of them, who is not afraid to go get in front of the net, cause trouble, distract the goalie. Last night was nothing but perimeter play. Rangers at one point went in four on two and just made a perfect box. Nobody went to the net. And he had that weak ass shot from from the from the face off circle that the goalie had clear sight of, and that was end of play. So maybe Othman is is one of those guys. I guess well, we'll he's out. got a little bit of an edge to him, which I like. I didn't see a lot of it in the game we went to, um, but you know, it's it, it certainly. Uh, it, I I feel like they they've got to add. And I was watching, um, oh, they were talking about the, some of the worst contracts in the league. And they, for once, they weren't talking about the Rangers uh, on the NHL Network. And they were talking about Pierre-Luc Dubois on the Kings. Yes. He's making like $9 million a year and like for like six or seven years or something like that. And they're saying the reason Winnipeg is doing so much better is that they have shed – some of these guys who don't play defense, like Pierre Luc Dubois and Blake Wheeler, and I was saying to myself, I don't really see Blake Wheeler as a defensive liability. I mean, I think he's a little slow. But Blake Wheeler. <laughs> I mean, he's been playing a little bit better, but uh, then I looked at this Pierre Luc Dubois trade and eight, eight and a half million dollar, eight and a half million dollar cap hit. And look and look at his stats and the guys they got. 
are doing better. Gabe Velarde and uh, was it Alex Iafalo or somebody? I was like, wow, they won in the trade and they dumped this loser who's got like, you know, seven goals or whatever he's got. So, Blake see, Wheeler, uh, they they have to find a better solution for the first line. I don't really I have a problem with Blake Wheeler on this team. I, I I do think he serves a role and he serves a purpose. He's a third line player, but I don't want to see him on the first line. It, it's enough. It, they they're they're force feeding this to to the to the bromance, and it's not working. Yes, this it's three no this little thruple of theirs is not. Ah. Working. I uh, look. It's it's hard enough to get between the 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 two of you know the other two right. as it is. Yeah, no, but, I mean, it's not happening with Blake Wheeler. I agree. I mean, I have I'm not going to kill Blake wheelchair. I'm just going to say they got to find. Why not, him. Sean? Why not? Why not? Throw him right in. Why not? Right into the. F- I mean, if Johnny Brudstinsky can come up from Hartford and get right onto the second power play unit. And contribute nothing, then why not? Why not? I mean, I just well now uh Mark Brown brings up a good the bromance is the problem. Well, I, I've I've broached that subject before here on the show that maybe they're a little too you know, a little too here, you know, a little too enamored with each other. But you know what? The thing <sighs> is, Jim, as long as they produce. I don't have a problem with it. I mean, they, there's got to be somebody you can put on that right wing. Frankie well, Fatrano. Uh, imagine what they, imagine what they could do with with a, you know, with a with a with another with another winger up there with them that could that could really contribute and keep up with them and you know, kind of weave himself into the little between there right. the thruple the perfect right. thruple <laughs> right right. Get yeah. between them, you know, and they're sitting together on the bench and the hugs after every period and the booping yeah. and the hugs and the, you know, and the, all right, it's cute. All right. But you but know that's what? That's part of the charm of the Rangers. They are, they are very, very close. close. <clears throat> uh, I think Michael Laker might be brought something, uh, might be on to something, bringing up Artem Anisimov, who is. Oh, big news. Hartford signed him to a professional tryout, right, Jim? The Hartford Wolfpack gave Artie Anisimov a professional tryout contract. They're a little short on bodies down there because they're a little short on bodies in New York. (laughs) Without their captain, Johnny Brodzinski. Well, here's my thing. Three things I remember about Artie. Okay. One's personal. Once I got in a fight, a verbal fight, with a guy on uh, the ferry that goes over to Bridgeport about he didn't like Anisimov because he said he was soft. And, you know, he's one of those Bluto type of fans. You, if you're tall, you got to be fighting every five seconds. And Right. Certainly, Autumn wasn't that. But I remember getting into a, a full-blown you know, he's like, he stinks. I'm like, no, he's not. You know, he's a good two-way forward. Anyway, that's number one. Number two. 376 he, points in 771 NHL games. That's nothing to sneeze at. He had his best year. I think he centered a line with Patrick Kane at one point. 
it's uh, it's not Johnny Brodstinsky numbers, but right. You know. I mean, the guy's had a, a good NHL career. I mean, you know, uh, he's got four twenty goal seasons. That that's nothing to you know. He was never a superstar. I, mean, I I liked him. Okay. Then you remember he did the the rifle thing when he scored. Yes. That's yes. the other thing I remember about him. And then uh, he had to apologize for that. Remember that? Was that him or Buchnevich? I was just going to ask that question. No, that was him. That was him. It was him, and he had seen a guy do it in the KHL, and uh, he thought he would do it. And then, of course, here it's a big, oh, my God, he's violated gun laws. He was, uh, is, uh, is this it here? The assault weapon? Been trying to limp, limp to the bench. Dubinsky to Delzato to Anisimov. He scores. We've got some after the goal stuff going on here. Down he goes after Anisimov. Dubinsky was involved. Dubinsky. He's showing heart. Dubinsky really doesn't want to fight Bergeron, but Bergeron started throwing punches. Four and four. Oh boy. They're we still got... going. Yep. It broke, broke out again. Anisimov involved. Artie's hot. He's hot. Coming in hot. Oh, I mean, that's... The linesman's got him. That's something we've never seen. Four and four. They all rush up the ice. And what a passing play this is. One, two. Uh, there it is. That was Oh, cool. that's it. That is cool. That's it and right there. Right, yeah, right, right, you know right at Anisimov. Yeah. And they would, then he was cut off. Two minutes for everybody uh, trying to get it. Ah, get over it. Yeah, two minutes for expressing uh, fun. Fun. <laughs> Johnny Roast Beef is here. Hey, Johnny Roast Beef. Nice to see you. Isn't he an Islander fan? Uh, Johnny is non-committal now in hockey. He's uh, oh, focusing his. Well, if uh, I was an Islander fan, I'd be non-committal too. Oh no, come on, Johnny's good I, people. He's uh, Johnny is good people. He's a, he's a football uh, maven and uh, basketball maven. Well, his son is. I don't know if he is as much of a maven, but uh, uh, so yes. Yeah, so it was. <laughs> it it was a, a fantastic. Now, how old is Artie now? Uh, 73. No, he's wow, 35. He's one of the 35. 35? Okay. Yes. That's not bad. Um, and so we thought, I thought, we both thought we'd revisit the life of Artemisimov. We go way back when. See if you can remember this. This is when the I guess well, well about when the show first started, right? Uh yes, this was uh, yeah, we 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 talked about this uh shortly before we were on the air. This is when Eddie and I we, we were we were still dating at this point. Yes. We, we had not yet entered this was just weeks before we entered into this civil union. <laughs> <laughs> Remaining. Andrew, just one shot on that first two minutes of the 
Double minor. Avery quickly back into the zone. Anisimov leaves it for Kotalik. Through Prospel for Avery. Prospel back in front, score! <laughs> Fabulous password by the Rangers, and Anisimov cashes in. It's 2-0. How much different the garden look? Yeah. This was pre-16 uh, renovation. Now the Rangers were short shifts. They used a lot of people on this double minor. Avery carries the puck in, and they keep the play alive. Hard work, puck movement, get it to the open man, and this beautiful passing play. Avery to Prospel to Anisimov, and Anisimov made no mistake. Shot the puck right off the pass. It took a perfect shot to beat Jaguar, who's been excellent. Avery took a big hit on the play. Getting but jiggy play. with it. And the Rangers with the power play goal lead it 2-0. 5.38 to go in regulation. And while all that was going on, Vinny Prospel. So if I see him down in Hartford, Jim, I'm going to say, you know, I remember your first goal. I was there at the Garden. It was against the Ducks. Against Jaguar. Who I think won the uh, didn't he win the Con Smythe Trophy? I think so. I think he did. Oh, hey, man. what's up, Mark? Mark Joss is here. How you doing? Good to hey, see Mark, you, Mark. How are you? It's been a long time. I think <laughs> I don't seem to remember seeing you lately. Yes, Micheletti sounded confident <laughs> and good. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, man. It. Uh... It is, you know, those names <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> it's been like 12 years, 13 years. Uh, but uh, so Artie is back. Now, he signed to a tryout. Does that mean he's going to play or what's the deal? Well, I believe it's described as, as a strictly an AHL PTO. And Riley Nash is also hurt. And Brad Stinsky is filling in for the Rangers. So Hartford just needs – they need some live bodies down there. Now that now the Rangers have called up Othman. So, you know. Uh, All right. We need some live bodies. Okay. And then uh, what else you – uh, oh, yeah, we got the bad news. So last show. Uh, I don't know if we – did we break that news that Philip Heedle is going back to Chechia? Uh, I, yeah, yeah, I think we had heard about that that day. Uh, I'll tell you, Larry Brooks painted pretty somber tones about it. Oh yeah, I, I guess I, I guess when I first heard the news, I didn't think it was that bad. But Larry Brooks made it sound like this is a pretty bad thing. I just thought, you know, they talked about the next stage of his recuperation, and I just thought, you know, he was going to go home. It was the holidays. He's going to go be by his family. There's no really, you know. Uh, but I don't know. Larry Brooks is now comparing it to the Michael Sauer situation, who oh, was the same age, and you know, was and uh, so who who knows what the future holds for for Philip Heedle? It's. I mean, listen. I you know we certainly had our moments with Philip and his faceoff percentage and how brittle he is. But his house looked like shit, Mark. <laughs> Czechoslovakians. I mean, he. It's sad to see a guy be his career might be over, especially if they send you home. It's like, ah, it, we really can't do anything for you here, right? I mean, I mean, they got the best hospitals in New York, supposedly. 
you know, Lenox Hill and Northwell Health, Joe, and whatever. Well, well I don't, I don't know how good Northwell Health is. Five years they couldn't get Nene her liver or her kidney, and now we don't see now we don't see Nene on the commercials anymore. So I'm a little worried about Nene. Oh yeah. Now it's all about David and his liver. Right. I hope, I hope he has better luck. <laughs> uh, so. No, he's a probably could have made a few calls and gotten Nini a, a kidney on the black market by now. There's a Chechia and there's a Chechnya. Two different places, Sam. Yes, as Jed pointed out, because I didn't know I didn't know that the country had changed names again. Uh that it's changes names more than the arena down in uh Florida where the I mean, it's uh, Eastern European block. I don't know. They they change names. My uh Father-in-law used to work for Rand McNally Maps back when people used maps. Uh, and when the Soviet Union broke up, he made thousands upon thousands of dollars in overtime because they renamed every country and, and, and cities and all that stuff. Anyway, I digress. Also, you've been paying attention to that World Junior Championships that you loathe? Uh, I know the, the U.S. won big today or something. And, uh, yeah. Our boy got the goal of the game, and the uh, Adam Sakura scored the other day. I heard that, yes. I have not been watching the games, no. No, nah, nobody watches them except Cutter. And if you're from Canada. No, I think Joe Catroni's been watching the games. Actually. Oh, well, wasn't Joe instead doing his comedy act, his rich little bit, <laughs> come in here and, uh, you know, maybe update us? He's doing all these cast of characters. He's the chef down in Florida. He's Bill Chadwick. He's this guy. Uh, oh, no, my God. Wow, Patty Duke. Holy shit. Wow. wow. I went to my cardiologist yesterday. I find it odd that my cardiologist is like, listen, the first of the year, I got to see you. Like, But everything was okay. It's my yearly checkup. I have the best cardiologist ever. He goes, by the way, the first thing he says, to me, by the way, you know this visit is just total bullshit, right? <laughs> I said, yeah, I know. He's, we just because uh, he got my father goes there too, so I started talking about my father, and uh, he goes, your father always complains that he's got to go to doctors and, and that everybody's pushing pills. I said, yeah, I I, I don't understand. It's like he, he goes to a barber and, and he gets a haircut. I mean, when you go to the doctor, they either A, going to send you for tests, give you some medication, or take some tests there and send you on your way. I don't understand. So anyway, I digress. That's the third time I've said that. All right. Now, where were we? We're all over the place with the, the goings-ons. Uh, so the world juniors. Joe beautiful recording. Canada lost with 11 seconds to go off a crap deflection. Oh, well, other than Josh and a few Canadian people, I hate Canada. Uh, I hate their arrogance. Uh, they, they, uh, yeah. He doesn't even know what holistic means. <laughs> you know, I got to tell you, one of the pleasures in my life is to spend New Year's Eve with my dad watching Dick Clark's Rock and Eve, and him just saying, who's this guy supposed to be? 
Who's this woman Who's supposed, supposed to be? To be? <laughs> All night long. I don't watch the Dick Clark anymore. Oh, you boycotting? You don't like Ryan Seacrest? It's got nothing. I don't like any of the music. Well, they had Green Day was on. Did they? Yeah. Now nah, we watched the we watched the Nashville one on CBS. Wow, that was completely boring. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, you, you're more middle of the road than am I. I like that. What I like about the Dick Clark one was nothing says New Year's Eve like LL Cool J. LL Cool J singing, "Mama said knock you out," <laughs> right before the clock goes bing 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 and wink rings in the new year was dick clark there yes they propped him up in the coffin and everything on a pole i mean that's what they did with his last few years and he's announcing the the ball countdown backwards nine ten four eight seven yeah <laughs> that was pathetic yeah, I don't care. Green Day still got some good songs, even though they're like a seven piece now. Uh, I got nothing against Green Day. Ah, they got enough hits. But the, uh, the I like the the Nashville show is good. Uh, then, well, you know what they had again. You're getting a little <laughs> off the beaten path here. <laughs> oh yeah, about that. I I like the fact that they drink at least. They were banned from drinking Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen last year. Now they were allowed to do shots at the top of the hour. Oh. Plus, they, they have some comedy guests on. I like when Sherry O'Terry comes on and stuff like that, although she wasn't there this year. So getting back to the uh, – there's this guy on, on the Dick Clark, this guy Jelly Roll. Have you heard of this guy? Yes, country artist. He Now, uh, again, this was one of my dad's – Who's this guy supposed to be? He, uh, yeah, I, 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 he's I actually, talented. I dig him. He is. He is. I'd actually never heard of him until we saw him on the, uh, the CMT awards. I think it was, and he won and gave a really rousing speech about just coming from nothing and you know following your dream. It was a good speech, and you know he got people out. You know he's. You know, a big fat guy stands up on stage and yells and screams at people, and yeah, they're gonna get all I, excited. I, 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 you know, they're gonna go out and kill people. You know, if they want. I, I appreciate that a big guy has made it in a, you know, a market that is so driven by looks. That this guy is known for being a, you know, very loud and crazy character. Yes, Margaret. They said that when uh, Guy Lombardo and his Royal Canadians uh, ended, that there would be no more New Year's. They couldn't be more wrong. My father used to call him Guy Lumbago. Ah, that Guy Lumbago's on. Who's this supposed to be? Who's this supposed to be? You know, like Megan the Stallion. And then my father's like, Stallions are supposed to be men. I'm like, Dad, it's just a name. Why? What is she, one of those he, she's? You know, it goes into one of those things. <laughs> it's always something. And I just, I can't enjoy any of the acts because it's just... Why don't we do a why don't next year? Why don't we do a New Year's show with your dad? <laughs> and and you and your dad could you have we'll have the TV on and we'll have the we'll have Dick Clark's Rock and Eve on while your dad and just we'll just listen to your dad's observations. Oh my God! <laughs> he's a, now he's all crazy about uh, uh, the people across the street got chickens. Why do they got to get chickens? Well, that thing we talked about. 
confirmed. You want to make an announcement? Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Exciting news, kids. Exciting news. We have been confirmed. My confirmation. We have confirmation. February 24th, the day. Take it away. February 24th, the day after my birthday, my 59th birthday. Wow. That's right. 59. February 24th. At our favorite bar, grill, and eatery. What the hell's the name of the place again? <laughs> what? Applebee's. Flanagan's. O'Hurlihy's. <laughs> oh, it's an Irish band. What was the name of the bar? McHale's. McHale's. McHale's Navy. <laughs> the next viewing party. That's right. It's a Saturday afternoon game. I think they're playing the Pittsburgh Penguins. Or the Philadelphia Flyers, whoever comes first. Oh, they're probably playing the Flyers there at... Uh, the Flyers. The Flyers, really? February 24th. Flyers. McHale's. McHale's Navy. Flyers, the flyers. Not at Applebee's. I hate Applebee's. I hate Hula Applebee's. hands. Hula hands. Hula hands under the garden. So start making your reservations at the Waldorf Astoria for your night. <laughs> Wherever you're going to stay. McHale's, the best bar in Manhattan. It's confirmed, right, Jim? You got the confirmation from the mm -hmm. owner there? Just got it from Paul. Paul Joe Downey. McHale. We are good to go. Good to hear from you. Happy New Year. We are good for 224. That's a 3 p.m. game against the Philadelphia Flyers. Flyers are good this year. That game might have, you know, could be, uh, could be a, you know, could have some implications. Yes. So uh, a lot of people can't make it already. I'm sorry, guys. I mean, it's official now, so I can't uh, I can't go back on my word. This, Even though I this, can remember the name of the bar, and I've been there thirty five times. As far as the Ranger schedule goes, and and timing, uh, this was this was our best available date. March gets tough because bars are crowded because of March Madness. We try not to do night games because it's just it's a it's a pain in the ass to get in and out of the city on a Saturday night. And, uh, you know, so we got to stick to afternoon games. And this was our best option. And uh, it'll be interesting to see if the, a, a skinny girl walks into the bar wearing a flyer jersey. Right. And <laughs> starts making out with Doug. <laughs> uh, I think that's going to be a viewing party tradition now. Anybody that walks in roots for the other team, you got to make out with Doug. I'm sorry. Yeah, you yeah. going to see the guy over here with the beard? Uh, I'm sorry. You're going to have to. <laughs> fisherman yes uh let's see uh the guy over here with the lures on his hat on his ranger hat you're gonna have to you... sorry well i gotta tell you I, the fly the fly is uh i don't know how they're doing it man they're having a good season but i i, I when you mention guys like joe farabee and travis connectney and I don't get scared of these guys, but these guys are playing well, man. I mean, they got the tilt. Torts has got them playing. 
Torts, he's, he's got him bought in right now. I mean, look, we've seen this act from him before. We know what it's like. It, you know, the Rangers were there once. This is like 2010, 11 for the Rangers. You know, better. What, what's that? Uh, is that phrase? The, the the sum is better than the parts, or whatever it is. Right. You know, they're 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 just they're playing. You know, I, I I know this probably sounds weird, but as I don't, you know, as much as I hate the Flyers, I kind of feel I I kind of like it better when 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 they're not horrible, because I like when Ranger Flyer games mean something okay. and have that. You know, I don't. I don't know. It feels it feels well, like there are some guys, and I think some women who have followed the Rangers since the seventies, early seventies, really have a hatred towards the Flyers. And and I do, but there's something they've been bad so long um, for so long. I don't. There's there's no juice there, right? It, there's not just the fighting when they're both good teams, and, and they're you know, it, to me it's like it's an event. You know what I mean? It's a big game. I like when it's, I, you know, I like that. I like when there's a when there's a good rivalry there. I don't feel that way about the Islanders or Devils. I want them as bad as possible. Right. If they could lose 86 games in a season, I would like that to happen. But the Flyers, I I, I don't like them. I'll no, never I don't like for them. But I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's just because, I, I don't know, maybe because of how I grew up and that, that, that 79 well, run, which – you know, had that great series against the Flyers. And, you know, there were some other good series in the 80s where the Rangers really went at it with the Flyers. I guess there's just something cool about that rivalry. Yes, Dr. B, since you are a true Patreon member, you get the exclusive. Yes. The Twig girl, Twiggy, made out swap spit with Doug. I don't know how to say his last name. Doug Nevis, Nevis, I never asked him that. I just called him. Doug. I think it's Nevis. Nevis. I think it's Nevis. Nevis and Budhead. <laughs> yes, uh, that's innocent. I asked him at the the Harvard thing, and anything come from it? And he said no. no. She'll show up again wearing a fly jersey. So, let me ask you this: being from Jersey, I feel it's from Robbie Guy Lombardo there that he hates Philadelphia because of his proximity to New Jersey. Being a New Jersey Ranger fan is a little different than being like for me, I'm a Long Island Ranger fan, so I, I, immediately I hate the Islanders beyond belief. Plus, also their success during my my formative years of being a Ranger fan, right. So do you have you don't have that hate for the Flyers the proximity? I, I do hate them. I can't I can't stand any of the Philly teams, but for some reason, I get into that rivalry with them. It, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just like I said. Maybe it's just you know fond memories from my childhood of, of beating them. You know, a couple of times in the playoffs. I I, I enjoy that rivalry. I hate them. I want to I want to crush them. I I mean, you know they. they Couple of times, a couple of years ago, when they beat them nine one, when Zabinajad scored like eight goals, I mean that was fantastic. I loved it. Couldn't happen to a nicer franchise. Um, I don't know. I just feel like there's something. You want them good, competitive to bring back the yeah. As long as we're better, right? As long as we're <laughs> well, a little yeah. bit better. I, right. I think right. I I feel like that is kind of a house of cards. 
uh, you know, um, that eventually they'll fizzle out. I feel that the same way about Vancouver. They're just playing way above what I think they're. But you know, you know, it seems like sometimes. Teams... Maybe it's because maybe it's maybe it's also because the Rangers are the only one of my teams that can beat a Philly team consistently. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe next week, uh, this week coming up, you're. Oh yes. What is going on? Uh, I mean, guy, I want to talk to you about this because what the fuck went on last week? They, why did they just? I don't understand. I get listen again. I have no vested interest in the Giants. I really don't have any vested interest in the Jets either because they will never win. But you, you the difference of. Oh, oh wait. wait, wait. I, Oh, oh my God, <laughs> Bill! You just—how drunk was Chadwick that night? But Patty Duke has just cleared her calendar. Wow, Patty Duke told the husband, "I'm not, I'm not home that day. I'm not taking the husband this time." Or, well, I don't know. She's probably. I think she likes getting out without him. She strikes me as you know. She, I think she like the day out in the city without the you know unencumbered. Wow, she's he probably canceled his doc. Uh, she likes showing through. up stag. He's going to see his cardiologist alone. She's not going. She's right. going to the viewing part. Right. Uh, no hubby. See? She likes going stag. Yeah, sometimes you want to hang out with the you know, the peeps. Right. Uh, let me see. Uh, <laughs> he's leaving a husband in Northwell. Drop him off at the hospital. <laughs> Gotta go. Gotta go. He's got the heart monitor around him, an IV. Bye, Devil's huh? up 2 nothing on the Caps in the first period. That's upsetting. Yeah. Caps suck. Uh, so what was I going to say? I, Bill, Bill is just going off in the chat room. Uh, I, I forgot where I was. I was you talking, were talking about, about the, I think you were going to say something about the Giants. Oh, yeah. Half the distance of the goal line. Now they're going for the <clears throat> two points, and yes. then they pass. Why don't you just run? You're one yard, and then it he makes- froze. He froze in, in a in a clutch moment. He completely froze. Indecision may or may not have been his problem. He didn't know whether to run or whether to throw the ball, so he threw the ball half ass. And let me tell you something. I am old. I am slow. I am overweight. And I was, and I can't throw like I used to. There's no way I miss Barkley on that pass. No way. A hundred times I'm hitting Barkley a hundred times. Come on, it's a flip. It was a little shovel pass. It's all he had to do, and he misses him. He, he, it's all right. It's all right. I know it's all right. I know it's all right. But I just they left I, they left three three winnable games, and they and they and they left them all on the table. This one, the Jets game, the Bills game. That's okay. That's all right. Changes are coming. Yeah, they are. They got Dabes. Dabes is making these calls. Dabes is pulling the quarterback. Tommy Cutlets. Boy, that was a short leash. Come on. What? Tyrod Taylor stinks. Well, uh, yeah, but so does so does Devito. Come on, Why? he was a nice. He was a nice story, right? And gave and gave people gave people a reason to watch a bad football team for a couple of weeks. He was a nice story. It was the whole New Jersey thing, the Italian. He grew up yeah. with the Don Bosco. 
grew up in Jersey, whole family's giant fans. The whole, the whole, it was a nice story, but it was going to end because even when he was, even when they were winning, he wasn't any good. Listen, I feel, I felt like they did not give him. Yes, the story was over, but to go to Tyrod Taylor, I mean, he threw that bomb, but other than that, that guy is horrible. This guy at least deserved to. I don't know, but uh, we got bigger fish to fry. We got the as long as they move on from Daniel Jones, I don't care. Well, he's gonna Joe. He's one of the top seven core. I again, oh, Jones. I, I heard it on again. I listen to a lot of FAN because I'm in the car a lot, and they it was a love fest with Daniel Jones at the beginning of this season. Oh, Joe. Oh, it's not even Joe, but I just do it so Joe. Oh, Joe Beningo. Oh, I think he's in the top seven quarterbacks in the league. Uh, you know, he's just got to throw more passing touchdowns. What happened? Now you want him erased from giant history? The money? I mean. Jones, he's not good. <laughs> he's not good. How many five-yard passes can I watch this guy throw? I mean, really, the number. I don't even want you to know. Okay. Anyway, he's, right, he, stinks. he stinks. He's a, all right. He, all right. Enjoy That's the right. CFL. He's going to be an Ottawa Rough Rider. Oh, Cutter, keep us abreast. Right. Uh, I wanted to ask you about what? What about this profession? Professional Women's Hockey League, the PWHL. I'll tell you why I don't like it. You got to have nicknames. You got to have mascots. I don't want to be rooting for the New York Club. What, are you afraid of uh, offending somebody that we can't have the New York uh, uh, Rosie the Riveters or whatever they're going to be? The New York uh, Empires or something like that? They don't have team names. They're just the... New York. Oh, all right. Well. And meanwhile, Cutter, New York blew I out... Saw some, I saw some video from the from the New York game. Those girls were... Uh, they were... A lot of hitting. <laughs> New York fun bags. Yeah, that that won't ruffle enough feathers. I don't think that was New York <laughs> golden bozos. That's not going to catch on. <laughs> yeah, but um, they be, they blew out Toronto for nothing. Mark Brown says they have names. They do have names. This just in. What's New York's team? The the, the fun bags? <laughs> the Raiders. The, no, they're not the New York Raiders. The old WHA. I don't think they have names. All right. Well, anyway. All right. Okay. Let's get back to the Rangers. Let's get back to the Rangers. Yeah. Ron Duke. Yeah. That'll happen. That'll happen. Uh, okay. So let's talk about Braden Schneider. Let's talk about Schneider, baby. It's starting to, uh, you know, it's coming bubbling to the surface. The coach is even talking about this now in some of his interviews about Schneider's learning curve. And um, what do you think? Do you think there's something to be worried about? Or, um, Well, you know, I've said it a few times. I, I expected more from him this year. I thought he would, uh, uh, you know, I thought he would take another step. Uh, I can't... I, I think he struggled with having a couple of new partners, but I can't, you know, he's got to be accountable for himself. 
Uh, he hasn't played. He hasn't played very well. He's played well at times, but not well enough. He scored on one of the games I got to watch with Megan, which was good because he's one of her favorites. She I'm calls sure him, she was. She calls him majestic. Wow, the majestic <laughs> one. She likes him. He scored a goal, and then they interviewed him. She was in her glory. I thought she well, was going to fall I could off the see. couch. Because Megan also liked Capo Caco. She likes Capo. She uh, likes I don't like that pasty face guy, but I approve of the majestic. Brady she, Snyder. Well, I have noticed she does. She likes fair-haired boys. Oh, I, really? I have noticed that. Uh, but she likes Caco. She likes Brady Schneider. She likes Igor. Those are her three favorites. Because of his headband, his beret I, there. I don't there? know that she Barrette? just liked. She just she just likes Igor. You know. In a in a crush kind of way, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, that's cool, man. You I know, mean, like the girls of our generation, like Ron Duguay and and whoever, uh, Pete Stemkowski. Pete Stemkowski. <laughs> My mother loved Espo. The, uh, uh, yeah, was you, was your mom Italian? No, but she had no. a th she she liked she liked. Um, I don't know what the word the what the word is. I guess um it's machismo Mediterranean for lack of a better term. I guess you know, like the Mediterranean the olive complexion. She dated, she dated a Greek man for a long time after my parents split up. She had a thing for just those Italian Greek men. You know, he I suppose was a good looking guy and he was you know, I don't know, swarthy. <laughs> swarthy was a pirate. Suave, like Costa, right? Much like Costa, He's right? Yes, I my mother would have loved Costa. Let me ask you: I never really talked about your mom. I think, from what I understand, your mom—I would have to guess you take more after your mom than your dad, or is that completely wrong? Probably more of my, yeah, probably more like my mother, yeah. I, I met so. your dad once. Yeah, yeah. Once. Once. Yeah. Oh. All right. Apparently. My mother would have, my, let me put it this way. My mother would have been very proud of this. Oh, that's good. The fact that we have a show and, and we have all these people that, that like us and the viewing parties. My mother would have come to viewing parties. I guarantee you my mother would have come to viewing parties. She would have loved it. She would have oh. loved to have seen... Her son, you know, have a have the moment. You know what I mean? She right. would love that. She would be very proud of that. And my mother loved hockey. My, I sat in the blue seats with my mother wow. while they chanted while they chanted Dugay takes it up the ass, do da do da. And she was absolutely mortified, but she thought it was funny. That's hysterical. I never she loved Espo and she loved mother. Mike Richter. Wow. Yeah, my mom liked Esposito. I guess I because she was Italian. So, uh, um, so what? What are some of these questions? <laughs> Your people are are really my mom. You're talking about? You're talking about his mom, guys. <laughs> right, her son holding court. Exactly. That, that that that's a good way to put it. She would have enjoyed that. I guarantee you, she would have she would have loved coming to viewing parties. She would have loved the atmosphere, the the fun, you know, just seeing everybody have a good time and and coming out for us. She would have loved you. Oh. She would have loved Jen. 
I, I wish I wish to God she'd have met Jen. She would have loved Jen. She would have adored Jen. Yes. Uh so yeah. Um my mother was at my mother was at, speaking of Esposito, she was at his last game. She was at oh, his really? she was at his last game, yeah. Yep. Huh. It, it's true. My mom did not like the Garden of Dreams kids either. <laughs> I think that my mom passed away before that. Because, was you, because she had one. Yes. She had a, <laughs> I am a Garden of Dreams success story. Uh, yeah, Espo retired mid-season. Yep. He just gave up. Uh, he just didn't want to deal with it. And then right to the booth, replaced Bill Patrick, and I, I recall the right story. to the booth, and then right into the front office. Well, I you believe it was in nineteen eighty-three or eighty-four. Uh, I went to the local Bill Chadwick show, which I'm <laughs> still trying to get the videos from from my friend who he tells me he's got elect, you know, um, computer files of those broadcasts in which we pranked Bill Chadwick, in which he <laughs> exactly. And uh, and me and Vinny Vassalino, we were at the studios, and we were like, Bill was such big fans. He's like, let me take you behind the scenes. And the Rangers were playing Vancouver. I'll never forget it. Tony Tanti, I think, was playing on Vancouver. And Espo was saying something. Now, you have to say, I'm 18 years old. This is Bill Chadwick. This is, I, I mean, I revere him now. Then he was my lifeblood. He was the guy. Right. And I'm 18 years old. I'm not this... Uh, how do I say this? Uh, you know, now I just speak my mind and say... You're not the polished professional you are. You no, are the no, polished no. professional you are I'm now. not inappropriate. I, I don't speak my mind. I'm a quiet kid. I'm not like, you know, just... You know, I'm not hating on the Garden of Dreams. Right. I don't want to talk about the love boat, you know. And I, I, I'm not, so I'm like pure as the driven snow. And here I am with my God, Bill Chadwick. And you know what he says? We're watching the game back in the, in the studio, and he goes, That Esposito doesn't know his ass from a hole in the wall. <laughs> the best. Me and Vinny look at each other and just start laughing <laughs> because I didn't even hear that. Like that terminology, other than from like Vinny's father, who was hot-headed Italian, and right. my father was, you know, he he wasn't really a. But the fact that, uh, that I heard it from him back then, it's great. So anyway, we have these tapes of us pranking him, and it's hysterical. I have to get my hands on this. My resolution for two thousand twenty-four. Uh, okay. So, and that's where I saw John Giannone for the first time. Oh, that he is so hard hitting. I just the, can't take it. He's the so ghost edgy. of Christmas boring. <laughs> uh, Nine minutes to go last night in the game. I mean, the game's going bad. And at this point, you know, of course, I'm just, I'm yelling at the broadcast. I'm yelling at the players. I'm, I'm just, you know, now I'm just, you know, emotions have taken over and everything sucks. Right. And something happens. Oh, I guess it was when um I guess it was when Potluck went to the locker room. And they and they and they cut the, the big scene and Gino's nowhere to be found between the benches. 
Where is he? The fuck is he doing? Where is he? Gone. Was he Off to do a Goku? studio show with the with the with the with the the, the stork. Oh God. I guess I don't Those know. Fake Bud Light bottles. I mean, they get anyway. Fourth rate broadcast. It really is. Don't we deserve better? Uh yes, we do. We do. Uh, I mean, so- you know, you know. Speaking of speaking of Chadwick and Gordon, you know, you go back, you watch old videos, and there's tons of them on 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 YouTube, uh, and I love to sit and watch them. I was watching one a little while ago before we before Eddie and I came on the air, and you know, they, there was no studio. It was just, it, you know, it looked like Chadwick and Gordon were literally in the middle of the crowd. I mean, you could see the popcorn guy going by. You could see the fans going by. There was no background. There was no nothing. It was it was it was like. It cost them ten dollars to produce this thing on Channel Nine, right? But it was now we've got this Delta Studio, we've got the Bud Light Bar. Oh, the broadcast was a hundred times better when it was just Gordon and Chadwick and the popcorn guy. Yeah, John Halligan feeding them information while they've got beers in between periods. Right. And Scott drunk during the broadcast. And uh yeah. Well, a lot of times Halligan, I think, relayed to me or you or one of us that he used to get them the, the drinks yes three periods yes and he and he did tell us um uh that there were there were more than a few times where he had to fill in yeah he had to because, do the interviews right because somebody was uh, a little uh yes. overserved i guess yes yes yeah those were the good old days i don't know maybe we'll get good things maybe a broadcast that somebody's got to die I mean, you got <laughs> Rosen. Uh, I think Rosen will go before Micheletti. I mean, I don't hate Sam Rosen. I know, but I'm just tired. I'm tired. I'm tired, Lord. Um, uh, I was going to say something about the broadcast, and I, I forget. But I think that as far as the – do you have the uh, post game from last night? Uh, I could get it. All I have the I have his practice. Uh, his his after practice. practice? What's he saying? Uh, practice. Hang on, let me grab. I'm it. not a crook. <laughs> uh, hang on. I just gotta get it. Put it in the studio here. Open. Someone's <laughs> gotta die. <laughs> uh, sounds like just like. Let me just reposition the boss up top. I just. Stayed right there on that picture. Why is he going with the Gina Lola Bridget breasts again now? What do you want I him mean, to do? I don't know, man. He, you want him to wear good. a girdle? Well, sometimes he looks good. I mean, listen, I'm top heavy as well, but uh, you, you got to. Sometimes he wears very flattering clothes that make it. This looks like it's Lonnie Anderson to me. He should really just wear a jersey. Yeah. Nobody looks bad in a hockey jersey, right? I don't know, but hey, listen. I don't care what he looks like, Tits McGee or not. Right, as long as you win. Like a light day, meetings, things like that. Uh, stuff inside the room. So, full day, just not out on the ice today. We'll be back out there tomorrow morning. Is that a, is that a pivot or anything? No, that was planned. Yeah, that was planned. What um, I'm curious, like everybody else, is about this Connor Bedard. What have you seen? Of him, and you know, what can you tell us what you've noticed about him? He sucks. So, when 
when I've watched him play at the high end, uh, skill, speed, makes plays, uh, good release. I'm seeing him first time live for me tomorrow as well. Is there anything about last night's game that um, catches your attention uh, more urgent? He's, did he just say he's seeing Othman for the first time live tomorrow? He was at the rookie games. Wasn't Othman at the rookie games? I don't know. I didn't get to go this year. I thought Othman played in the rookie games, and he was there. Anyway. Just going back and looking at it uh, again today, you know, a day removed. Just go back and take another look. I don't think I was too far off with what happened inside the game. I don't think we gave up a whole lot in the first period. Um, they're a, uh, they're a fast, uh, aggressive team. We knew that going into the first game. Um, I thought we were better in the first game than we were last night. I thought uh, it was tighter game. It was tight in the in the early stages of that game, I thought it was tight from a five-on-five standpoint. I thought we edged them a little bit in the first period with regard to that. The, the thing that stuck out in that period was the goals. I thought we came out better in the second period. It generated more more chances. Oh, he's talking about the dark. We got around. I don't think we got into the interior right in front of their goalie enough last night. That could have been better. Um, and then in the, in the third period, like I said, we started with that power play. They scored right when it was over. And, I just thought that we were flat after that. And so I, I think it was pretty, I, th I thought my assessment last night was okay. And um, going back, looking at it today, realized we got to get we got to get to the interior more in the offensive zone. So last, is, is last it, night. Is, is that uh, a simple matter of will? I, I feel it. Is it is so I don't think. You, you, were not yeah. doing, you were not doing the things that allowed you. Can I ask you, um, Dr. Jim, can you stop it? No matter what the coach, since we've been airing these presses on the show, why does it seem that the beat reporters, and I'm not criticizing the beat reporters, I guess I am, I feel like they're tiptoeing. Like, they, they're tiptoeing with the questions. They almost have, like, this submissive tone when they ask the question. May I Sir, uh, could you please tell me what you think of Connor Bertard? <laughs> like, I feel like nobody's saying, again, are they afraid of not getting access? I mean, half these people work for MSG. There's nobody covering the fucking team. I mean, I, why don't you just say, listen, when you guys lose, you lose by big margins. Is that a worrisome trend? Now, does that offend anybody? Why aren't you asking that question? I, I don't understand. But even with Gallant, I could see what Gallant could snap at any moment. You know, he was on like, he had a trigger. Especially on Mali. On Maui. Because he did not like to be questioned by a woman. Right. He was old school. And let's face it, who wants to be questioned by a woman? I mean, you know. I mean, come on. Enough with the question. Go bake some cookies for me. Well, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, so, um, but why does it seem like the world? Wait, 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 wait. Mike, Mike Silvers is giving us the rundown of who's asked the question. What do you, what do you got? A, what do you got? A program? You have everybody's voices memorized. 
Well, I think if you watch enough, that I think that last guy was Vince, right? I guess I can't. I can't hear shit, so I can't hear any of the questions. Oh, okay. Like, it, it could be. It could be dancing, Larry, asking these questions. For all I know. I feel like they are. They're afraid to ask a, a hard <coughs> hidden question or a pertinent question. I don't care what Peter Laviolette thinks of Connor Bedard. <laughs> and they keep asking him about Panarin. Man, it's almost like he's never seen Artemi Panarin before this year. And uh, what do you think about him? He, he brings it to the next level, don't you think? They answer their own question why they're asking it. Right. And I, I, why, why does it seem like that? I don't know. Maybe they are afraid of getting their uh... – Maybe they are afraid to ask tough questions. I don't know. Wouldn't Ranger fans appreciate somebody asking them a question that they, they might have? Yeah, but who cares about what Ranger fans want? Apparently not. I mean, this thing is, you know, mic'd like, a, you know, a middle school gymnasium. <laughs> you know? I mean, like for, for, uh, for Pride Week. Hang on a second. School uh, Pride Week. Hang on. Let's remove that. Hang on. We're going to do something different here. Hang on. Uh, share screen. Okay. Well, let's switch this to theater mode. There we go. Go through a normal. Is that a, is that a pivot or anything? No, it was planned. Yeah, that was planned. What? Um, I'm curious, like everybody else, is about this car of a dart. What have you seen? On the right way, more than all right. Getting in the offense. All right, so he was asking about Connor Bedard. Okay, I couldn't hear. Him. Like everybody else, I'm interested in this Connor Bedard. What would he just get informed? The Connor Bedard, number one overall. I mean, this is a generational player. Everybody was talking about. It's a terribly. It's a. It's just. It. Yeah. It's a terribly worded, terribly asked question. Why you wasted my time? You're right. it's like it's like he just read about Connor Bedard. The way the question comes off is like he just read about Connor Bedard in the Hockey Digest. That point. Sometimes we get to the perimeter and we're moving things on the outside. I wouldn't say that it. I wouldn't say recently it's been a a major problem. There's been a couple games that stand out where I wish it was a little bit better. Last night I thought it could have been better. And go back to the Edmonton game. I don't think we played a very good game against Edmonton, but there's. The Tampa game, I thought that uh, we did it different ways. It was the the back to back and going down into Tampa after playing Florida, and they're sitting there waiting for us. Good hockey team. I thought that we could have played a, a better game, but for different reasons. Prior to that, the other games, I thought that we were doing some good things, five on five, generating, getting those hard areas, making plays in the offensive zone. So I thought it was, you know, in the last ten games or so, there's probably a couple games where I thought maybe we could have had a better identity in the offensive zone. You've also had, I mean, you only lost ten. But you, but out of these losses, you know, you know these games kind of snowball. Yeah. Okay. So here's your here's All right, the question. Here's my question. All right. So I think this is. I, I believe. Uh, you know, I'll put my Mike Silver's hat on here, and I think that's Larry Brooks answering the question. Games kind of snowballing. I'm wondering, you know, what the common factor is there. That, that All right. This is my question. Dance and Larry so Brooks asked it. But snowballing is not quite able to stop it. I don't know. I, I I'd have to go to the. Well, I don't. I don't think it was a. Again, if 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 I'm going to evaluate the game, I don't think that we snowballed to a loss in the first period. 
I don't think that it was that we weren't, we didn't show up and compete and play. They scored a couple of power play goals. We wish we had another crack at that. I don't think it was a, we weren't ready and it snowballed from there. They, they scored, you know, they scored two, they scored one, they scored two more. It was the accumulation of five or six goals. Accumulation six goals of snow happened. rolling down the hill. Um, <laughs> you know, you, you, you'd like to see it go differently. I don't know if it's when you're almost halfway through the season, if you've got five games that have ended 5-1. I don't know if that's abnormal or not abnormal, to be honest with you. Wait a sure. minute. Wait, I, wait a minute. All right, first no, he's, of all, got me, he's got me wanting to go to the research desk. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have to say, like, I have to retract what I said about no one's asking. Now, Snowball, I wouldn't have used that. I would have said, why is it when you guys lose, you lose big? <laughs> That's how I would have, but I guess you can't be that as direct. You know, you want to maintain a good relationship. Right. But his answer here is not something I like. Like, oh, you lose 5-1, you know? I don't know if this is abnormal that you lose 5-1. Uh, for a team that's only lost 10 games, now, granted, teams are hunting the Rangers now. We've said this before. They're the hunted. But when they've stunk, they've stunk to join up. Right. Uh, hang on. I'm gonna, all right, let me play this, and then... Um. I, mean, I would have liked a, I would have liked a different I would have liked a different game in a couple in the last 10 games I would have liked a couple different game in the last couple uh, in the last 10 games just a different way we played it and so like I said last night it wasn't totally that but there were some things that we did that I think shot us in themselves in the foot that the specialty teams which have been so strong for us the entire year I don't think it was on point last night um, that offensive zone blue line, I think it prevented us from having the, the energy that goes into the offensive zone where you feel better about yourselves as opposed to chasing down things the other way and so things that I think we can fix and manage. Do you also think, I mean, you had, you had trouble with the blue line on the power play too, right? You had trouble on your entries on the power play? Last night. Last night. Yes, yes. So, again, so I'm wondering, does think, you know, the first one was, you know, not very good. Um, I so love it. Do you, think, do you think there's frustration that then carries a little bit over to flat line five with the top guys when they can't get in? Yeah, I think I think the specialty teams. There's no question about that. Larry. I think specialty teams can. I think that they can give you energy, and I think that. So he's using his hands. He's very animated the other way Right. Well. Again, you know, you're talking about two units that have been high end right. for the entire season. So I think we got we got to teach it, which we did today. And we got to look for improvement tomorrow. Well, didn't the zone entry stuff, is that, you know, they pressure a lot. So is that a well, they're, the, they're the, one of the best at the league. They, yeah. they pressure pucks on entry, and so they, they knock pucks down. They pressure pucks. you got to get through them. And, you know, credit to them. They did a, they did a good job last night. we got to figure that out. Well, you know what? You know how you figure that out? That just simplifying? You, the way you figure that out is get on the board early and get a lead. They right. can't do that shit if they're down. And again, they gave up a girl. A girl. They gave up a goal real early in that. <laughs> Sean said, "You can hear Lafayette's hair thinning with every question Larry asks." Well, I get points. The dancing Larry Brooks. I mean, we're all over him here. He probably heard that question reading something from the underground, but uh, that was an excellent question. It was. Uh, so. And oh, I what think, are we, the fashion police talking about his hair? And I, and I think um, 
I think this was I think this was Vince Mercogliano that asked this last question, and Laviolette didn't even let him finish the question. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't. He jumped all over. It would be hard to go into it just based on. I mean, it could be putting it behind him. Get out of here, kid! You bother me. Better support. Right. Executing a play that we didn't execute. So there's there's different things that go into entries. There hasn't been a lot of need to get the puck. You know, I mean, you your entry on the power play is good. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. Let me use this word entry one more time. But a night like this, where you are a little bit stubborn, where you don't get the puck in, where you just don't, you know, yeah. on your third or fourth try where you can't. It wasn't game, so that bad. To, you know, I mean, it was stifling. I, I, wasn't I, think, that I bad. think maybe you could you could do that a few more times. I think we did it a couple of times, and the dump probably wasn't good, and we weren't the first to touch it, and recovery wasn't there. Um, listen, there's going to be there's going to be nights where. We don't have to like it. You don't have to like it. Nobody has to like it. We, we try to teach it, fix it, and move on. And so, like, sound a little bit like Stallone there. You don't have to like it. I don't have to like it. We don't have to. You know. You know. There's going to be nights, Adrian. We're just not going to like it. You know what I'm saying? Now listen. I said the power play's been pretty good for us, and the penalty kill's been pretty good for us. And I think inside of you know what you do on the next what day. What was Rocky's do dog's name? Butkus. Butkus, you're gonna like it. Is part of that? Oh, Paulie. Uh, hey, Paulie, does you part of that like start it with breakouts? Does that start 200 feet the other way? Talk I'm talking about? special teams or five on five? Five on five. Every, everything. So it's part of his breakouts. So again, I thought what we got. I, thought we got I feel like he's giving a seminar to these fucking idiots. I thought it took a while. <laughs> Him. He's teaching these fucking idiots how to enter five on five. You took away from the game, and so it's teachable. We'll be better at it tomorrow. You 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 uh you pointed out that third goal you didn't like. <laughs> now now he just now he looks exhausted. Ah, he looks yeah, like he's, he ah, looks ah, like he's yeah. aged ten years during this press conference. Oh. Is that just stem from a, a weird bounce off the boards? I mean, yeah. it seemed like he just kind of. So there was. Set, like, go over every and, fucking goal. Using, using small area plays and little reverse. All right. All right. I don't enough. think we need to. Enough. I'm tired of him. He's tired of us. <laughs> He's tired of them. So it sounds like he is 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 pinning, or at least uh, he's putting a lot of this on the special teams, which is which is. Okay, that's that's uh, understandable. He's putting a lot of it on the special teams on, on the on their failure on the power play and their failure on the penalty kill. But you know, <laughs> in between in between his hockey his hockey one oh his his hockey TED meeting there that he was giving. Yeah, I mean, it was like yeah, it was a TED talk, <laughs> right? A TED talk. He's going to explain entry and uh, what power play regular. Oh. You know, he does stress a lot of times that each game is a unique thing and you can't try to look for trends. You know, as people who watch fans and as people who watch the games and try to analyze them, like we started the show, is this a trend (laughs) or is this just a game by game? In his mind, at least, and for now, I have to trust them, each game is taking it face value what it is it's not part of a giant picture it's just what happens in the regular season he does not seem to think this is a pattern he thinks it is it is normal to you know have a have a couple of stinkers in your first 10 losses okay uh, 
if you know if if he believes that, then he's he's not too concerned with it. If he thinks it's somewhat normal, then he's not. You know, he just thinks it's te- a word he likes to use is teachable, correctable. So, yeah, but how do you teach a goalie to play better? Well, that's Ben. That was one of the reasons they lost. That's Benny's job. I know you you can't I mean, ask him that question because now. If you want to, I know, I know we took him to task a little bit on the five, one, on the, on the, on the five, one loss, norm normality answer, right? Your 10 losses, you lose 10 games. Some of them are going to be okay. So I went back and looked the first year under Vino, right? Mm -hmm. By the time they'd lost their 10, they lost their first, they lost 10 of their first 20 games. They lost four to one, nine to two. Six nothing, five three, four nothing, two nothing, two one, three two, one nothing. Now, was that the year they started off on the road because the garden was under renovation? They yes, they started uh, the first nine games on the road. They started in Phoenix that year. I was at that game, and they lost four to one, and then they beat the Kings three to one, and then they lost nine to two. To San Jose, six nothing to Anaheim, and five three to St. Louis before they beat the Capitals again. Didn't Thomas Hurdle get four goals in that one game? Is that when he sent uh, Marty Biron into retirement? Yes, I, I think so. I think that might was that the game. Uh, yes, Thomas Hurdle four goals. Thomas, God Dan Boyle, Oy. ah. Anyway, okay. So maybe he's right. First year under Vino, which uh, you know, uh, I, can, I can go back and look at Galan if you want. If you're if you're really curious, uh, sure. I, I uh, let's see twenty. Let's see. All right. So when they lost their tenth game, they were twenty three and ten. Obviously, much better than they started off under Vino. And they had lost 5 1, uh, let's see, 3 1, 5 1, 4 3, 3 2, 4 2, 1 0, 7 3, 2 1, 6 0, 6 5, 3 2, 5 1, 5 1, and 3 2. So, I mean, yeah. that's not, he's not wrong. That's he's true. He's not really that wrong. A little right. bit more closer games, but yeah. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Maybe, uh, you know, because we experience it in a very emotional state. Right. Uh, when they lose big, we like, we felt like, oh boy, we right. step backwards. But... Right. We, we get in a bubble sometimes. Yeah. All right. So, so smooth sailing. Smooth sailing, according to coach, thinks it's uh, coach thinks it's fixable. I like that he said, and look, he said, he said flat out, you know, they they did some things that that we have to figure out how to do next time we play them. He used almost that those exact words. And let's face it, they have been very good the second time against every team they've played this year that they've lost to. That's true. So that's a good point. So maybe when he said, because a lot of times when a coach says teachable moments. I kind of go, oh, I've heard this song and dance. But this guy is an X's and O's guy. Right. Well, I, oh. hear, that at, I hear that at work every once in a while, and I'm just, you know. 
It's just exactly. HR bullshit. But I do believe that he can teach. <laughs> yes. No, and I think it's valid because they have f- solved teams the second time they've played them. Right. But the key with Carolina is just make it 2 nothing. They can't play that way. And then it, the ice opens up. But you can't get down early. I hate right. they're, they're a very tough team to chase the game this. against. A very tough team to chase the game against. Yeah. They remind me of like the Islanders from like three or four years ago when the Islanders were relevant for that two years, the COVID year and that other year. Now they're right. basically – you know, I watched the end of the game last night. They lost in overtime, the Islanders. And they have Thomas Hickey is on this broadcast. This guy looks like he's 25. What happened? Did his career end up end early? Is he there between the benches guy? No, he was. Well, he was up there with uh, Shannon Hulk Hogan. Oh, he's in the studio. He's Uh, thirty-four. Thirty-four? Huh? He looks good. I'm surprised he isn't still playing. I looked. I look good at thirty-four too. I guess I did too. (laughs) I'm surprised Bruno Gervais is not up there. Oh. He's no Bruno Gervais. So uh, I think that's all I got to say. Kent says no more. So it looks like it's going to be February 24th at McHale's. At McHale's. The viewing party of all viewing parties. We'll be celebrating your birthday. Yes. A little belated, but that's okay. That's fine. Got a couple of original six matchups coming up this week. Chicago, Thursday, and then Hockey Night in Canada on Saturday at the Hell Center. Two winnable games. And then the red-hot Vancouver Canucks come to town, Eddie. That's going to be a good one. A hot ticket, J.T. Miller. He's got a little cowboy in him, as Torch used to say. The, the Brennan Othman era begins tomorrow, maybe. I don't know. Happy birthday <laughs> celebration. Well, it'll be interesting. They should beat the Blackhawks. Come on. Oh, Joe. Wait till you see the Montreal. Now, I wanted to ask you this, and you guys too. The last show, you guys mentioned that these guys do not make the road trips now, Micheletti and and Sam. They they make they No, they've been making the road trips this year. Oh, I think so there were there were not superimposing that thing in the in the back there. No, I don't think so. I I don't think. Or do so. they just don't travel with the team? Is that what it, it is? Maybe they don't travel with the team. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I I know there were there were a couple of instances last year where they were calling the game from the studio, but as far as I know, they've been on the road with the team this year. I, it's true that Florida game. I I thought I heard CB radio on that thing. Break one on, break one on. I don't know what the hell was going on in that game. Oh, uh, and, 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 yeah, it did. And there was a lot of there was it, it was very breathy. Like when they would start to amplify their voices, it was like overmodulating. It was weird. It was. It was probably Frankie. <laughs> the greatest station in the sky was uh, the. Uh, but in Montreal, you're going to hear about, oh, Joe, Caden Gooley. What a defenseman. 
Oh, Yurov Slavkovsky. They really like him. He's playing on the first slide. He's getting a chance. Oh, they're young. Yeah, you're going to hear the whole full. I wonder if I can get the Hockey Night in Canada broadcast. It did. You're right. You guys are right. I, 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 it did sound like some. Cole Caulfield, Joe. Oh, Nick oh, Suzuki. Goal Caulfield. <laughs> and yeah. By the way, Sean Monaghan, your old friend, plays for the Canadians. Oh, Sean so Monaghan. You're going to look at him Saturday night. Wow. Oh, Jim Jim Ramsey behind the trainer for the Montreal. He's a good man, Sam. He's a good man. We don't know why he got fired, but <laughs> he's living with Al Troutwig now. <laughs> right, and Michael Sauer. Yes, at some, uh, I don't know, some uh, safe house <laughs> away from Dolan. Right, no, I he is, to... Mike. I have him in a couple leagues. That's why I mentioned him. Caden Gooley, Joe. He blocks a lot of shots. Oh, Marty St. Louis. Good man, Sam. Good. Jeff Gorton. What a job he did here, Joe. Oh, good man. Everybody's a good man. Everybody's a good man. Uh, so do you want to tell this? Do you want to tell this love boat story? You want, you want to get this? Yeah, love let me boat just go over the love boat. <laughs> I can't imagine. Right, did you watch this show when it was on? Yeah. I, I I probably watched the uh you know the reruns. Okay. It used to be on in the middle of the day. I remember that like when I'd be home from school, it'd be on at like lunchtime. Because uh, I watched it in the first the when it was on at night. It was on Saturday oh, nights. I Saturday think. nights. That watch Fantasy, Fantasy, Island. Fantasy Island. There you right. go. Back to back. That was the that now Saturday night in TV is like a dead night. But for some reason back then there wasn't things to do. So you you know. You stuck with your 13 channels or whatever, and you you had to watch the love boat. I don't understand this Bernie Coppell and Gavin McLeod thing. First of all, Gavin McLeod is a fat, bald bastard. Okay. Any older woman that comes on the love boat, he's hooking up with. Right, Nobody was- is interested in Murray from the Mary Tyler Moore in a romantic way. Murray. All right? Bernie Coppell, who was, uh, what was he on Get Smart there? He was uh, the spy uh, there. Yeah, I, I forget. I don't, I, Somebody I can't, remember I, this. I, I can't remember. They play, he's like some kind of playboy. I, like he gets all the hot chicks. I'm watching this, and I swear to God this happened. I'm watching this episode. Tina Louise comes aboard. Tina Louise. Do you know who Tina Louise is? Of course. Who is she? She was Ginger. Anybody our age. The movie star. Right. Ginger was the hottest chick on TV. I don't care, black and white, whatever. Really, and a lot of guys like Marianne, too. But Ginger was like, she had that voice and that sex appeal and all that shit. And she comes on. I'm supposed to believe that she's the ex-wife of Bernie Coppell. Dr. Uh, what's his name on it? Adam Bricker. And I got to. 
I got to believe that Adam Bricker, she was married to Adam Bricker and Adam Bricker left her. <laughs> Tina Louise, I left. My socks were stiff from ages of 13 to 17 because of Tina Louise and Adam Bricker, Bernie Copeld, that four-eyed, needle-nosed douchebag. Get out of here. I want to know who was writing that those scripts. Were they writing the scripts? They're getting all the hot chicks. Meanwhile, Gopher, who's a nice guy, he's portrayed as a nerd. Isaac, who was the coolest black guy on TV at that time, making you drinks, right? He should be getting all the tail he can. He's got to wait for Thelma Houston. He had to wait for a black girl to come yeah, on. Yeah, he had to wait. Thelma Houston. <laughs> He wound up with Esther Roll in one episode. Right, or LaWanda Page. Or somebody. Lola Falana. Lola Falana had to come on. The Pointer Sisters. They were even on one episode. Who's the other one that used to be? Uh, Telma Hopkins. Yeah. He had a way. He was the coolest guy on the show. But these two old, just ridiculous. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I know he got Marissa Tomei, but George was funny. Well, let's, let, let, let's be honest. Every woman that George Costanza dated on Seinfeld was way oh, out okay. of George Costanza's league. Well, Every yeah, right. woman. Every That's woman. That was ridiculous. But anyway, I digress. But you're on the love boat. You're there to meet people, and you're going to fall in love with the doctor and the captain. And he's <laughs> funny. And Gavin McLeod, he's he's falling in love with like ex like like I talked about like Gina Lobe. Anybody who was over like forty, like Jaja would come on or whatever. He's falling in love with her. Huh? I don't know. I I just feel like this is it's so unbelievable, especially. I don't know. It, it, it just it bothered me. I I don't know. I, I was a little hotter about this before. It seems a little bit not as passionate about, but it, it was bothering me. And it, and it seemed like it seemed like every episode was the same. Like the couple would come on board the ship, and everything would be fine. And then about a half hour of the show, they'd have the fight, and then they and then they'd be at odds, and then they'd make up before the ship docked at the end of the show. Oh yeah, it was so predictable. It always wound up good, you know. The Iran hostage crisis, first of all, let me tell you something about the hostage crisis. Jimmy Carter waited way too long and was too bamby-pamby. My take on Jimmy Carter, Michael, is great person, bad president. That's what I, th I think he was too moral for the job. You got to have some scruples. You got to, you can't be, I mean, he almost got Egypt. And uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Sadat and... Uh, Menachem Begin. No, no, not Menachem Begel. The other guy... Uh, Yasser Arafat? Yasser Fatter Than Fat. He almost got them together. I mean, you know, the Camp David Accords. But uh, he got killed. Fatty Arbuckle. Listen, did he kill that girl? We're never going to know. We he, Back then, they didn't have... The uh, the wherewithal of the investigative powers have actually killed. I, I think this is great a great comedian, though. I think this is a great new segment. The last five minutes of every show, people just rapid fire ask you completely off topic questions, and then you go, and then you go, just like this. 
listen, I don't know. Did he beat her up? I don't know. See, I have thoughts on anything. <laughs> but I don't think people want to hear that. Next issue. What happened Next to Atari? Any guy? <laughs> listen, Atari became a very... No, Bernie was not a coxman. Bernie Coppell was not. What was he? Zipfried? Was that his name, Jim? I wish... The Lindbergh baby? First of all, they just... That Bruno Hoffman is the guy, I think, who killed, uh, who they convicted of. I think he was a patsy. I think that was an inside job. <laughs> Lindbergh was known as an America first guy. I didn't like him. Uh, he was uh, he was a, a nationalist. Didn't like it. What's the next question? Next question. Did Robert Wagner kill Natalie Wood? No. The only wood that didn't float. Natalie Wood. That was the old joke. Nah, right. Robert Wagner, too good of an actor, great in Austin Powers. I don't think he's with us anymore. Rob Lowe does a great impression of Robert Wagner, by the way. I think he plays him. Robert Wagner is still with us. Oh, uh, wow. 93. JR? I didn't care then. That was answered. What? That was answered on the show. Oh, yeah, it was answered. Praising Henry. Yes. Well, well, well first of all, Henry Ford, there's another guy. Henry Ford had his own paper that would uh, praise fascism that he actually paid for in his hometown. And it praised Adolf Hitler. And that's why Adolf had a picture of Henry Ford in the back. Uh, is Tom Hanks on the Epstein list? No, but Bill Clinton surely is. And Esther, what a looker. <laughs> Three's company, first of all, she started American Graffiti, which she was the, the hot girl he was they were chasing the whole movie. To me, that's her most iconic role. Three's company, she was only on the first two seasons, I think, maybe one. Something uh, like that. Yeah, she asked for more money. They told her to vamoose. Step right. by step. I go with Three's Company. You, you gotta go with the iconic role. Not she's the sheriff. She's the chef. <laughs> Nobody, Terrible. Nobody goes Terrible. Terrible. Uh, yes. Victor Victor French, go. <laughs> Great actor, but he took the highway to heaven a little too early. He little took House early. on the Prairie. <laughs> little House on the Prairie. You know who was really hated in that? Mary, Mary Ingalls? Totally was a bitch on that show in real yes. life. Jen is Jen is a, a little house aficionado, and I bought her I bought her Nellie's autobiography for Christmas, and she read it in like two days. Nellie was, was awesome. She, Mrs. Olson was awesome. <laughs> Nels was uh, Nels was, was great too because Nels great. he just had to shake his head what's going on. I think a lot of men could empathize with him, not me or you. But <laughs> a lot of men be like this insanity going around, and I also like Willie. Willie was fun too. I'm gonna field this question. No, he is not. What <laughs> is Robert Mitchum the greatest actor of the last 100 years? No, no, the Olsons were fine. No, Robert <laughs> Mitchum is not. Oh, I love I mean, women loved Michael Landon, they wanted to have a dad like him, they wanted to have a husband like them. But you know what? Sorry, it was, it was all a fugazi. 
It was all fagoozied. And Michael Landon was not like the nicest guy off the set as he was his characters. His characters was he was also a very good athlete. He uh, ran high jump, and I think he threw the javelin in high school. Uh, no, I don't think Alec Ball was and, shot that uh, producer. Uh, and kept his long hair because he believed, he, like Samson, he thought that's where his strength came from. Michael Landon also, he played a very Christian character, a Jew. Yes. Eugene Maurice Horow Horowitz. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Devils uh, three caps one. You know, speaking of the Devils, that you know, I wanted to poo poo that uh, Luke Hughes. He's yes. having some season, man. He six, is seven goals for a defenseman. Yep, and they're yeah. still sitting sixth place. <laughs> I don't know. They, they don't have goaltending, and apparently the defense is bad. All right, I think I've. Answered enough questions. You've exhausted that. all topics till next week. Save your questions. Alec Baldwin, why would he shoot? Well, he's <laughs> a producer. I don't Peter think... Hurley coming in with a question. What's she got? Oh, Pete Hurley. No, he I was don't the, think one, he was the one that asked about Alec Baldwin. Producer. The guy had a, he was making that match game money, that match game prime time money. And that was a good show, I thought, the new match game with him hosting. And now he's got nothing. He's, you know, he wouldn't shoot somebody. All right. Good night, Jossie99. Also wanted Good night, to Mark. Thanks for staying up late with us. We yeah, love you. wanted to thank Jason M. for his uh, Patreon donations. It's going to keep us on the air for another year. Uh, as all your Patreon donations do, but that put us right over the hump. Yes. So we thank you so much. We do. We appreciate it. We are grateful for every dollar we collect. So we've got February 24th. We're going to do a, another viewing party at McHale's. We'll be putting up a, we'll, we'll put up an event page and start hounding you about it for the next seven weeks. And we'll see you then. <laughs> Kelly Coco. No, you know what you, I saw Kelly Coco on a Big Bang episode. It's a Christmas episode and she's wearing like this. She is a lot better looking like sexier in that uh what was that show chris with the stewardess when she played the flight attendant a flight attendant she really she could pull it off she could pull off the dirty whore role <laughs> which in big bang she really didn't get to uh to to pull off that show is no longer in production correct the flight which one the flight attendant yeah i think there was a second season and that was it I never. I watched the first season, but never the second. And, I didn't watch and, the second season. And she dated uh, what's his face in real life. The the guy. Uh, it was in Johnny Galecki. Yeah, Johnny Galecki. Yeah. Huh. As long as she didn't date Danny Masterson. <laughs> now here's here's another thing. I didn't know it was loaded. Lee Harvey Oswald. Come on. What are you going to think against uh, what I don't want to. Yes. All right. So, guys, that's it. Next time, maybe I'll come up with a wheel of questions. Another two, another two hours of commercial-free entertainment. I'm sorry. Like, the last 15 minutes just went into whatever it went into. That's okay. Look, they're coming off a bad loss. We got to have some fun.
so uh, yes, Rosie Perez was awesome on the flight attendant. Okay. Well, we all have similar tastes, so let's all bond and get together. Thank you, George Van Horn. We love you. Thanks, I love George. You. you love me. The whole bit. All right, we got a couple of big games coming up. Let's get let's get back on track. Let's keep it going. Still in first place. We should a couple of games at hand on Carolina. They'll cool off. Yeah. We'll see we'll you guys do, soon. Yeah, we'll do well. Eddie, always a pleasure. Good night, everybody. Good night.